Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to uh, this edition of Winchester Radio. Uh, this is Clarity. I'm going to apologize right now. I have a cold. I'm talking through my nose, and I'm very sorry if I if I cough or anything. I, I, I can't help it. <laughs> Went to the convention and came home uh, with a head cold. Uh, tonight, um, we're going to be uh, talking about the episode, uh, last night's episode, Slash Fiction, a really awesome episode, and we have... Um, an absolutely awesome guest we can't wait to talk to, Kim Rhodes, who plays Sheriff Jody Mills. Uh, last night was her fourth episode. And Hello. thankfully, not her last. And there she is. Hi, Kim. <laughs> Hi. I know. I, I actually, um, I'm booked for episode 712, so it wasn't my Great. last. Great. Yay. Yay. Okay. I know. And uh, And right now, are you ready? I will tell you everything. These are spoilers. Everything I know about episode 712. I'm in oh. it. <laughs> that's, all I, that's all I know. Well, I don't have a script good. yet. <laughs> no script, what, nothing. You know, for some people, that's before. a huge spoiler. They don't like anything. So that's, that's, for some people, that's a big spoiler. And, that's and I'm a spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> I have not died yet. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> glad to hear yeah. that. Good. Um, I just want to quickly say that, because we have a guest, we won't be taking uh, call-ins. Um, anybody, uh, perhaps later on, we're, we're on for two hours, and uh, if we get to just discussing the episode later, and uh, uh, Kim is welcome to stay as long as she likes. But uh, if, if the after. if the uh, if the four year old in the background actually decapitates herself with her temper tantrum, <laughs> I will have to go. Okay, <laughs> but we, we don't want that to happen. <laughs> no, it's not pretty when the little head blows off. It's just not pretty. But uh, but in the meantime, we're prepared. Daddy's with her. The dogs are amusing her, and I'm here on my roof for privacy. Well, if she's a little leviathan, she could just pop her head right back on. <laughs> Seriously, you know what? That might explain a lot. <laughs> huh? I'll look into that. Okay. Well. Tell us about making slash fiction. Oh, well, I, it was uh, every, you know, I am. They don't tell you when you come on the show, hey, we're going to bring you back, Um, which is interesting because I've done other shows where they're like, oh, it's a potential recurring and I never hear anything. So when, you know, two seasons ago when I just got to kind of show up and have witnessed the tragic death of everyone I knew and loved, in (laughs) some cases twice, um, I was so happy there. For the first time in my life, I actually went to the producers on set and said, please bring me back. I just I just have to say, and clearly, you know, it's not like they're going to go, well, that makes a difference. She wants to come back. But I said, this is, I'm so happy here. Please bring me back. And when they called and did, I was astounded. I was amazed. I was so just overjoyed and and I got to work with Jim. And so even then we had a little bit of well, what would make these two click? Why would she do something that could tank her career for this guy who by all, you know, on the surface, she despises. So we figured even then there must be something going on. Even if they can't admit it, even if they aren't consciously aware of it, there's something going on between them. 
And um, and then when they brought me back to announce the existence of the Leviathans and had me call him, I was like, oh, come on. Oh, we got to We got to We got to Now you got to bring me back. We got to kiss at some point. And um, and indeed, when I was back for that episode, when I was in the hospital, I finished up, I wrapped, I went in, and there was a script in my dressing room. And I went, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. So <laughs> it was kind of a culmination of two characters. First of all, I think he's an amazing actor, and he's so generous and kind and funny and everything you would want in a person to work with. Um, and then on top of it, he's just so cuddly and kissable. Um, when I saw that kiss in the script, I just I was so happy as an actor that we got to have that fun moment. And I was really happy as a fan because Bobby just man, he needs a chick who has a gun. He's got enough. He can buy his own pies, you know. I, I not to degrade what he had with his wife, but I, he just needs. That I really think he earned the right to at least kiss a girl. So, mm-hmm. um, so I was very happy as a fan that that Bobby got that moment. Um, and then when I watched it last night, that turned out to be much sadder than we anticipated. That moment when he kisses her on the cheek and then doesn't go back for it. Like that was really sad. Come on, mm-hmm. go for mm-hmm. it. But you know. And like I said, I haven't seen a script for 712, so I don't know what direction they're going to take that in. Mm. It was kind of kind of sad. I, I felt very bad for, for Bobby because obviously what he's been through, he's just, just afraid to take that step. Yeah. In a relationship because they never end well <laughs> yeah. so far. Yeah, it always ends in tears. Yeah. <laughs> for everyone. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, being as it's supernatural, tears, blood, and screaming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, death. <laughs> Terrible. Yeah. Monsters and possession. It's, it's never good. <laughs> yeah. That's not a good look. How much, how, not on a honeymoon. No. no. How you, much fun was it to have him just come running up and uh, Bobby kiss Jody because she discovered the secret to really hurting the Leviathans? Oh, that was... It was I've I uh, I have said this and I will say it again. Um he is not one to to he's not a prankster on set. And I'm a guest star, so I don't it's not my house. I don't switch the CD that's in the player kind of thing. But he said he he's confessed and I hope I'm not um going to get it for sharing this, but this is only the second on-screen kiss he he's ever had in his career. And so he was like, oh, come on, we got to play. we got to play with this one. So we did a lot of takes of it because we just wouldn't get it right. We did one where we sank out a frame. We did one where we didn't break <laughs> apart. We did one where I mauled him. We just <laughs> – and finally the crew was a little like, okay, yeah, we were ahead, but we're not that ahead. But can we just shoot the scene and be done with it? Well, I hope you get on the gag reel. Oh, that would be, I would like to see the results of some of what we did. We found it highly amusing. They didn't so much. (laughs) (laughs) The majority of questions we've gotten tweeted to you are, what was it like kissing Jim Beaver? So you got to tell us, what kind of a kisser is Jim? He's 
like, okay, now I've never actually, to my recollection, I'm old, it might have happened, I don't remember ever kissing somebody with a full beard before. And you'd think it would not be, well, I had thought it would be, be like a little, like, prickly. or It was soft. It's like his lips were soft, and his mustache was an extra level of softness. <laughs> and the first time we kissed, I actually was surprised because I was like, oh, my goodness, that's so pleasant. Oh, that's so nice. Um, now, admittedly, it was it was the kind of kiss that is, it's a like an impulsive, closed mouth, like nobody's, you know, our bodies weren't even really touching. So it wasn't, you know, it wasn't exactly where, I don't know, someday it could go. But uh, it was lovely. He was lovely. And also the on-set etiquette. Um, I'm grateful that we know each other, that we've worked together enough now so that there wasn't that weird sort of, hi, I'm I'm Kim, and here's my tongue. Nice to meet you. Um, <laughs> it was it was really just easy and fun and funny, and we were both a little nervous because neither of us really play roles where we do a lot of on-screen kissing, you know, because before this mm-hmm. I was – playing a mom on a Disney channel, not a lot of sex there. Um, no. Oh, yeah. yeah, that poor lady it's never got any. Yeah, exactly. Oh, please. I slept on the couch in that show. I didn't even have a bedroom. Oh, my. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but uh, so, so it was fun. It was sweet. It was everything that you really kind of, you know, we were. We were nervous, and we just, it's, it's, um, it's an interesting phenomenon in acting as well because we manufacture emotions. We play pretend really, really, really hard. And I think anybody with kids who have who play pretend um, can relate to the fact that sometimes you actually, kids can pretend so hard they make themselves cry. And that's kind of what we're doing. So we're pretending super, 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 super hard that we really, really, really like each other. And when we finish the day, we're both like, we should we should have dinner together, but that that would be weird. Would it be weird for us to have dinner? Because I kind of have a crush on you right now. Is that cool? I mean, we both know it'll fade, but it's, okay, let's go have dinner and like go back to being real people again. <laughs> so it's it just everything. It was perfect. It was everything it possibly could have been. So there, right. that's the extended dance remix version of what it's like to kiss Jim Beaver. I highly recommend it. Is the short version. <laughs> Good to know. Uh, how you got approached originally for Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid, how you got approached to play the part of Jody Mills? Oh, it was not. Oh, they didn't approach me. Oh, no, 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 no. Um, sorry, I'm taking a sip of tea. Um, I was. I got to audition for it, and uh, it was a full-on, like, just like all the other auditions I have, because I, it, there is a level in Hollywood where you don't have to audition anymore. I am not there. I'm not there by a long shot. So um, I had the casting director. I had booked through the through them before. They also they did um, a CSI that they booked me on. Um, I'm trying to remember what else UDK did, but they pulled me in for this. And when we were when I was sitting in the room. Because you sit with the other women that are auditioning, and there were about eight of us. And it was the scene where um, the son has just eaten 
the husband's guts and I realize he's a zombie and I freak the heck out and then ultimately in the script um Sam asks me if I want to shoot my son and that was how the scene ended and um and so I'm sitting with like eight other women and we are like one of everything um I was probably the youngest one there I say I I looked the youngest but there was a latina there was there were two black gals there was um older woman but with like really severe short sort of military haircut um and so i think they didn't really know what they were looking for they were just kind of like we want somebody to bring the combination of maternal and military and so I just went in and went for it. And I remember when uh, when um, Robert Ulrich walked through, um, one of the women said, you're not really going to make us do this whole scene, are you? And he said, what are you talking about? She goes, well, this thing, right, this da-da-da-da-da-da, it can't be done. It can't be done in an audition. And he goes, this is supernatural. Do it. And he walked into the room. And right then and there I went, okay, if you do this, go for it, because that's the only way you're going to get the job. And so I did. And they booked me. But uh, it was, again, a a great lesson in commitment. Um, Because my choice in the room, they didn't end up going with this, but my choice in the room was, yes, if somebody's going to shoot my son in the head, it's going to be me. So the line of, you know, would you rather, and I finished my scene with yes, which, of course, just made me completely snot cry fall on the floor, heaving, sobbing. And it's always weird to stand up and be like, and thank you very much. Thanks. Thanks for having me in. You know, but right. I went for it. And uh, and God love them. They cast me and brought me back. I'm, so, I'm the luckiest actor ever. Yeah, and, and if this is your fourth episode and you're going on five, that's yeah. amazing on Supernatural to survive. I well, oh please! I know that's another reason. I'm like they're gonna they're gonna kill me now, aren't they? I'm gonna die. I kissed one of the boys. Admittedly, it wasn't one of the boys, but I kissed a guy. I'm coming back to be killed horribly, aren't I? <laughs> well, at least it wasn't Sam. Not. If you had kissed Sam, yeah, you probably would be dying. But it, it was Bobby, so yeah. you're, you're you're a little bit safer. <laughs> I hope so. Boy, oh boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, those women just leave and wreck his life. No, they have to die, too, don't they? Yeah. There haven't been a lot of them. So, yeah, I'm a a little nervous, but, boy, it has already been a run way better than what I thought I was going to get to do. So I'm really, really grateful. And they can ask me to do anything, and I will do it happily. Mm. Now, Jim Beaver was on um, a show called Harper's Island, and he played a sheriff mills on there. Yeah. He said you it's know, very he, funny for him reading scripts because <laughs> he always he's like Sheriff Mills. No, wait, that's not my line. <laughs> I was wondering, do you know if, if your character was named after his character? Oh, I have no idea. I have no. I have never. I don't think I've even. There was a there was a premiere party where I think I got to meet Sarah just like in passing. Um, but uh, no, they're they're kind of. They're out of my league. They don't tell me those things. 
They don't. I could ask when I go up. I'll ask if if they thought it would be funny to have Sheriff Mills. Since Sheriff Mills and Bob and Bobby are such, you know, you know, they know each other and have a history. It, I, you know, to me, it seems like it's a shout out to Jim's past character. So I think that would be really sweet. I will ask him too because that would be that would be really nice if that's what they were, had in mind, just to kind of, you know, a wink and a nod at Bobby. But that would mean, but that would mean even way back then they thought. Because, like, my very first episode, I didn't even interact with him. So, well, who's to say? They may have, they they have made, they might have thought about it even way back then. Hmm. And, let's see. I, and you have the same director this time, John. Yes. Yes, Jonathan Showalter, and he said, I believe, my first episode was also his first episode. Um, And he gave me one of my all-time favorite directions I've ever gotten, that first, the very first episode, Um, which was, it was the scene, well, where my son has just eaten my husband's intestines. No other show. I never am going to get to say this about any character I play again. You know, the scene after my husband got eaten by my son. Um, but uh, And outside, and the first thing we discussed was, because we were really shooting outside, and it was 14 degrees. And he was like, okay, here's the problem. It's 14 degrees outside, but would you have grabbed a coat? I said, no, absolutely not. I would not have grabbed a coat. I'm going to do it outside. I'll freeze. That's okay. He's like, all right, well, just keep us posted. Let us know what you need. But I was like, yeah, well, we're, I'm not wearing a coat. I'm not going to be. Uh-uh. Um, he goes, okay, so now that I know what you're made of, and we did a couple takes, he goes, um, have you ever seen Spinal Tap? I said, yes, yes, I have. He goes, all right. Then you'll know what I mean when I say this next scene, make this one go to 11. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the take they used. Uh, yeah. So uh, so it was really nice to see him again and um and just know I mean I, I just know great. I got somebody that I know I trust and I enjoy and I already know how his mind works a little bit. So uh mm-hmm. so it was good. And somebody cuz when you're a guest star, the directors sometimes have nothing to do with you being hired. Um, very, in fact, they, you know, often not even in the room. So they're nervous. When you step on stage, it might, they might, like, they might really have an uphill battle. And so it was nice to hear him at one point, like, literally the first time he came in after the first thing I did, I came in, um, he walked on set, and he just put his hand on my shoulder, and he goes, thank you. I forgot how good you are. Great. Thank you. I was like, pay me. Okay. <laughs> Because you always, I always, in the pit of my stomach, fear that the director's back there in front of the monitor going, what did they do to me? Why is she on my set? Make her go away. (laughs) So that was really nice to hear. Speaking of directors, your second episode, Jensen was your director. What was that like? Yes, it was. It was a little weird. Um, Because as you can hear, my voice went up into high-pitched mode. Um, (laughs) He was a really freaking good director. Um, I didn't have a lot to do in that episode, but there was, he did this thing, because when you've got an actor 
who's a director. Um, my experience in my past has been they usually direct you the way they would act it, which is sometimes difficult when I'm a middle-aged white woman and the person directing me is not. However, Jensen was, he knew exactly what he wanted. He knew what he was doing. He gave me just enough to, you know, so I knew what I was doing. Except for this one point where he comes up and he pulled me aside. So already that's classy. Like for a director to give you notes in front of everybody, like, hey, this moment right here, you totally soft do it this way. Thanks. But Jensen just pulled me aside, no big deal. And he went, um, this line right here, da 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 da. What are you doing with it? And I looked at him and went, saying it really fast to get through it because I don't know why I'm saying it. He goes, and that's what it looks like. So let me let me give you a hint. Da 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 da. And he just reminded me of a couple of facts that weren't forefront in my brain. But as soon as he said it, I went, oh, okay, thank you. And then we went. Away. And then later on, he just looked at me, nodded and winked, and gave me the thumbs up. So that was all I needed. I don't need somebody to, you know hold my hand and pat my back and give me he just really had an eye for something that other directors might have just let me skate by with they might have just been like nah that's good enough fine whatever but jensen just was not going to take bullshitting excuse me oh there first swear first swear um he wasn't going to take bs because he's an actor and he knows it when he sees it mhm so uh so he was really it was really great to be directed by him. Um, he also is fun. He's fun and smart and good, and he knows his stuff. So um, if he chooses to continue directing, aside from the fact that anyone with anyone who likes boys is going to have a little problem listening to direction because part of our brain is going, oh, my God, he's so pretty. Oh, I'm sorry, what was the note again? But uh, <laughs> but the rest of it, he's going to be awesome. So, yeah, so, there you go. He's he's a yeah, he's a great director. I'd work with him anytime. Cool. Very cool. It, it seems like everybody that we've heard that's you know, that's worked with him said that he is a really really good director. Yeah. He mm-hmm. is. And um and it, and the other thing that was that I appreciate because it's, you know, it's their show. I, again, you know, it's their spot. I'm just kind of showing up to do some yard work or whatever the heck I am doing metaphorically. And when I saw Jensen quite a while later at a function, and there were a lot of people at this function. It was a supernatural, like a lot of people. Anybody who'd ever been on the show was invited and um, he walked up to me, and I said, Hi, it's Kim. And went, I, Kim, I know. And he was coming up to me to give me a hug. I was like, uh, I didn't even think you were going to remember my name. And he's just like, how's it going? And da-da-da. So just a really good down-to-earth person, too. They both are. They're both just good guys. It's good to hear. We hear that a lot. Yeah. Well, it's really <laughs> nice to be able to say because – you know that's not always the case. Mm-hmm. You know I've I have worked with some unkind hosts in my career. Sorry, I'm back. Sorry, my phone got dropped. So sorry. Oh, hello. Hi. <laughs> hello. 
Um, but uh, continuing the director discussion, you've also had um, a very dear guest to us, uh, direct you in Hello Cool World, Guy B. Guy is a rock star. Okay, so I started a Twitter account after my one and only convention in New Jersey because um, Gabe said, seriously, you've got to connect with the fans because because I come from live theater. And one of the things I really miss about live theater is the fact that it's a two-way street. It's not, you know, you're not serving me by watching me act. I'm serving you by performing for you. And it's a it's really an amazing thing to keep that process and dialogue going two ways for me. Um and so Gabe said, Come on, you gotta get on Twitter. And Guy had just gotten on I think he'd just gotten on around the same time. And so we started like speaking to each other that way before we ever met. So it was nice to kind of already have a a quick kind of like not shorthand but understand each other's sense of humor and not be like all right is this did i just cross the line with that smart ass comment or are we totally cool or we already knew that about each other and um and so we didn't we didn't have that awkward like first date phase um when we were on set and uh and he's so good at telling the story visually because that was the episode when I'm seeing the monster and I'm drugged and I just had surgery. So there were a lot of there's a lot of things that kind of heighten the circumstances but also are kinda of hard to act because you're really having to fake all of it. And because of his camera work, he did actually a lot of the acting for me. Um it's you know the push in and the angles and the mo- and so i really felt very taken care of by his style of storytelling um it it's it's it was really impressive he's also a lot of fun and fast so that didn't suck either <coughs> oh dear oh oh come on that sounds bad honey honey and hot water yes Thank you. There you go. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I see. Sh- I'm such a. I see shiny things, and I'm like, wow. Okay. All right. So there. Yeah, guy. We love guy. We love guy too. He's he's awesome. He's been on yeah. our podcast a few times, and yeah, we we think he's awesome. He is. It's. I can't imagine many people don't think he's awesome. He's just. He's really. He's also um, another. I, I mean, this is across the board, really, but he's really not an elitist. He's, you know, he hangs out with the guys. He tells everybody, like, hey, day's over, but here's the bar I'm going to go to. Come on down and join me for Like, he's very gregarious in that manner. Um, And I appreciate that. It's nice to have directors that don't, like, make that line fast and solid and instead trust what they do enough so that if we have actual personal interaction off set, they don't think, well, then I'm going to have to beat her when we get back on set because now she thinks we're equals. He just does his job, and he expects everybody else to, and I love that. Mm-hmm. Now, um, this past convention, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's just, he's he's funny. And he's, and he's cute. 
Like when he laughs, when he gets caught off guard and laughs, it's just, Mm -hmm. it's heart melting because he's just, and I hope this doesn't sound pejorative in any way or condescending because it's adorable. He's just such a great guy. So, yeah. What else? Yeah. Have there been any scenes in any of your episodes um, that you found that have been cut that have been like, like, well, what? that was a really good scene. I hated that they cut that. Oh, that they cut? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I knew it was going to go when we shot it because it wasn't in the original script. And then it got added, and I was like, this isn't really necessary. But... Um, the sandwich I was making for Bobby when I asked him if he wants mayonnaise, we actually ate together. And um, it just was this long, comfortable, lovely moment where he takes a bite of sandwich and is kind of surprised that it's so good and asks what makes this so damn good. And the script actually said, in parentheses, she knows it rocks, in parentheses, spam. And they go back to eating. And I'm sorry it was cut just because it was such a sweet moment, just like this average moment of happiness for Bobby. And he never gets those. No. Um, you know, and earlier there was the the uh, the one where I brought, what's his name, when, when, uh, when Stephen Williams, when Rufus, when I brought Rufus to to Bobby's house, Um, we had a moment, and Jensen liked it, but of course for time they they cut it, where Bobby says thank you, and there was a moment of like utter romantic attraction, sweetness, just beautiful vulnerability between the two of them, and then I said, I'm going to take it out of your ass if anything goes wrong, and they skipped straight to the take it out of your ass. Rightly so, because they probably didn't want to confuse people by going, why are they looking at each other that way? That doesn't make any sense. But still, I was a little like, oh, come on. We're, oh. But they made up for it by letting us kiss. So I'm not sad that got cut anymore. Well, um, <laughs> this is a really good question. I thought someone, um, Pam Maddie on Twitter, she wanted to know with all that. Jody is learning about the supernatural world and everything what with her husband and son being turned into zombies and everything. Do you yeah. think Jody um do you think Jody Mills should become a hunter? I okay, you're asking Kim. Yes. Okay. Uh hello. Girlfriend can pump a shotgun and take their heads off at twenty feet. Yes. Um, I think also having a non-romantic female working with Sam and Dean would be good for them. Um, I think that she's got a perspective and an ability that is that they could benefit from. Um, I also think she has nothing to lose at this point. I'm, you know, it was. I was even a little surprised that she never went down into the basement. Like you've got a monster down there, and I'm up here washing dishes. Mm. That's said, of course I think that because I want to be on the show. <laughs> um, the, the writers are much smarter than I. So what they have planned for Jody, I'm sure will be perfect 
and wonderful and good, and I will love doing it. But I don't think it's a secret at all, and I don't think it's a surprise that I would love to have the opportunity to really go after the bad guys. Um, and I think I, I, Kim, I, Jody, could be an asset. Um, you know, clearly proven willing and trustworthy and able, but whether or not that's something that the writers feel is uh, would be a, an, an asset to the show in general and the whole, because they see the whole picture. I just see my tiny little spot through the microscope. So, um, so I know they, I trust they know what they're doing, but boy, that'd be nice. I think it'd be nice. I think it would be really cool if they um, put um, Jody and Bobby together because a lot of fans are really wanting Jody and Bobby to get together because, like you said, Bobby could use somebody to take care of him. He's had such a hard life, and I think it'd be great if they paired you two up. And then, you know, I think you could be hunters together. I think that would be awesome. Yeah, it was. I think it'd be nice for him to have somebody that there's somebody who has his back. Really mm-hmm. has his back. And um and she really doesn't. She's got nothing left to lose. Like really, why not? And um and also from what I you know I think from what I've created from the character, but really what they've written with this character is somebody who is in the classic good and evil sense committed to the side of good. Mm. Um and so I think it would make sense. We talked about that actually. Um, Jim and I talked about it. Like, what what goes on? Because he says some of it you know about, some of it you don't. What kind of police officer just goes, "Oh, really? There's zombies in my town, and there's the devil's trying to take over." And nah, that's okay. I'm going to go arrest this guy who you know blew a stoplight. So, mm. I think she has to have been on some level either repressing what's going on or helping in her own way. So I just I would like to see that way expand. I'd like to blow up some more bad guys. I'm sad that I haven't held a gun in my hand for a while. And it seemed from the episode that Sam and Dean would have been just as happy for Bobby to start something with Jody. You know, they were pretty pleased over the phone, you know, you got a girl over there. That's yeah. great. Find out it's it's uh the sheriff, and um, I don't think they mind having her in their lives either. You know, they they need family. Well, and they're not they they're not dumb. I mean, I think that it's you know kind of the classic thing. Oh, is she going to be the girl who falls when the bad guy is chasing us and twists her ankle, and we all have to stop and go back and get her? She's not going to be that one. So no. I think that you know Sam and Dean are not averse to any help if it's genuine help and not a hindrance. And mm-hmm. I love the fact that they have written this really strong female character um, who it, who can hold her own. Mm-hmm. You know, that's always just, as a woman, that's always a pet peeve of mine when you see the character on the sh- You know, why is it always the female officer who has to start crying and can't arrest the bad guy? Why is it always the female officer who falls down? What? I like the fact that they've got a woman who's truly an equal. Although, as somebody tweeted, <laughs> I'm 
she was like, why is it the strong female character shows up to do his dishes and wash his floor? But I was like, come on! Because that's what he needs. Well, I'm sure that wasn't the only thing on Jody's mind. <laughs> well, yeah, that was that was another thing, actually, because somebody said, what, did she just bring an extra coat? Because I said, uh, why do I have two changes of clothing? They said it's two separate days. What, so, so what, I drive back to Sioux Falls, sleep, and then show up the next day? What's going on? They're like, uh, whatever you want it to be, but they did not sleep together. Okay. All right. I went and rented a hotel room. Okay. <laughs> that, all right. All right. <laughs> um, a lot of people, including me, are wanting to know, how is Jody spelled in, is it J-O-D-I, J-O-D-Y? How, how, how is it spelled? Wow, that's a good question. Um, that's funny because I've seen it now that I've because I've been reading more Twitter my name than actually in the script my name, and so I don't remember. I'm going to talk slowly. I'm coming inside to see if I can find my script because that also will answer a couple other questions we talked about before the show. Um, let's see. When last I left it, it was. Somewhere over here. I think it's J-O-D-Y, but I don't know why I think that. Okay, well, I may be of no help at all, and that might have just been a really boring portion of your program because I can't remember where I left my script. Whenever you find it, you can just tweet the answer. There we go. Mm -hmm. I will tweet it and say the official spelling of Jody Mills is oh is this it? No, it's the Sweet Life Sets Sail. That's not even remotely it. That's about as not <laughs> it as it gets. No. Nope, don't know. I All right, when I when I do track it down, I promise I will uh I will let you know once and for all the the uh the by the book spelling of Jody. Oh yeah yes, Travis who is my husband and has a much better memory than I says it's J O D I. So oh, oh no, that's that's not it. All right, ah, <laughs> oh, sorry. I thought I could help you out with that one. Well, Travis, so, uh, you're a tease, Kim. I know. Is that it? No. Is that it? No. No, I know. I know. Welcome to my. And that's my life. Like I said, I see shiny things, and then I go, ah, that's. Oh no, that's not it. So uh, sorry. Sorry. It's okay. Um, but yeah, I would trust my husband. I, you know what? I, I was already kind of like I dabbled. Um, I love the I love the supernatural genre. I mean, when I was in third grade, I had a scarf that came down to my ankles because I wanted to be Doctor Who. Um, cool. It's it's always been the sci-fi fantasy genre. It's all I read. It's you know, I, I, I love it. So um, when you add on top of that the fact that I was already a fan of Jensen's because um, he and I did soap operas at the same time, actually, and only on opposite coasts, and uh, he was lovely even then, just a lovely person and really talented. So I dabbled, I watched a little bit, nah, 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 I wouldn't, and then, nah, nah, nah. 
But um, my sister and brother-in-law were big fans. So they got me back into it. And then when I booked the episode, uh, that first episode, it was the first thing I'd ever done that they actually were like, oh, holy cow, that's awesome. Oh, my gosh, that's really exciting. I can't wait for you to do that. So, uh, so they reeled me back in. Cool. Yeah. It was, in fact, um, Jensen even recorded a anniversary greeting to my sister and her husband when he was directing me. Oh. I know. Like, re- really, I was, I was so happy. I jumped up and down, and my voice hit pitches that only dogs could hear. I was like, thank you so much. <laughs> Did he use his Jensen voice or his Dean voice? Uh, wow. I don't. I think it was. I think it was a little bit of it. He was like, "Hello, yeah." No, it was just a quick like happy anniversary. It was a Jensen voice. Uh, oh, good. Yeah. 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 Um. So yeah, and in that period of time, I have now. Walked all over my entire apartment except for this one room in here, and it's not in my office. And since they haven't sent me another one, I can be of no service. Yeah, I was hoping to uh, to be able to find that spot when they were in the Impala and uh, tell you if it was written into the script that he was singing along with Air Supply. Yeah, because uh-huh. if you find the script, we really would like to know that. You, you can tweet the answer to that one, too. Yeah, because, I mean, they'd have to be able to get, they must have already had the rights to it, right? Because they, they must have written something because because they had the rights to the song. Because they can't shoot mm-hmm. something like that and then be like, well, maybe they'll let us use it. I don't know. Um, so they must have already had something in the works. So now I'm thinking it would have been scripted. But it was just so perfect. It was just so perfect. Like that maybe they came mm. up with that on the spot. I don't know. Out of all of the episodes that you've been in on Supernatural, which one has been your favorite? Oh, this most recent one. Hands down. Um I I I really loved the first one because there is nothing like being able to fire a shotgun. That was awesome. But, uh, yeah, just the interplay and the humor and the levels. And that it actually was – there was some stuff that was actually very difficult and challenging as an actor to do in last night's episode. Um, so uh, so that was also nice. I got to stretch some muscles that I haven't really had stretched before. So, it's, you know, it's fun. And the more I play her, the more I get to know her, the more I – yeah, as odd as this sounds, symbiosis between the writers and me. So it's, you know, it's like training for a, it's like doing some physical training. You know, I would imagine gymnastics. It's really, really, really hard but fun when you first start. And then there's that whole phase of time when, like, you just fall a lot. And now I think I'm starting to get to the point where I can stick a couple landings and it just feels good. You mentioned um, stretching your acting skills in the episode last night. Which games were those? Well, I will tell you. Um, I I went to, I rewound this a few times, and I was talking to somebody about this. There was a moment at the end when 
Jody's leaving, and Bobby says, thank you, and then walks up to her. And there was a, you know, I'm looking at him, and it was a smile. Now, holding anybody who has ever tried to pose for a family photo can identify the fact that holding a smile is a hard thing to do. Holding it for, like, that was like a 10-second push-in. And so finding, and if you're lying, if you are not in the moment, it looks like you're posing for a photo. So having that moment with Jim that close and keeping it active and alive and hopeful and radiating a moment without being pathetic or without giving anything away or without for a really, like usually those are shots that are just like a couple seconds, but it, that was like an eternity. Um, it was really challenging being able to be that vulnerable and consistent with it. So, um, so that was that was something that I don't think I've ever done before. Is stayed in an active, optimistic emotional vulnerability. Like I've had to hold a cry. I've had to start with a cry. I've got, and crying is actually a lot easier than smiling. Um, and and making that genuine and realistic. Now it did help that I was looking at Jim. That didn't suck. That was nice. That made it a lot easier. But. Uh, but that was his, that was something I don't think I've ever done before. And so when I watched it, I was actually proud of because I knew how hard it was for me to do it. And so I rewound it, and I was like, that was actually pretty good. I'm quite proud of that. And even though to anybody else in the world it just looks like I was standing there smiling. But I know how difficult it was. Mm-hmm. Well, I, ha- I, I do have to tell you that in that scene, I thought you just – will radiate. You were just absolutely gorgeous. I don't, you know, the lighting, you, everything was perfect. And I thought you just looked so gorgeous. Oh, I thank you. I thank you. So That actually really means a lot to me because I have, you know, I'm not the pretty girl actress. Um, I don't think, now, this is not a, oh, please tell me I'm pretty because I'm big. It's just, there's a there's a different kind of standard in Hollywood for pretty and not pretty, um, and I you know I'm talented, uh, <laughs> but uh, but so to hear that that came across, I thank you. That said, Serge Delacour, De, 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 oh damn it, now I just mangled his last name. I'm sorry, Serge, um, the uh, director of photography, and. Uh, hair and makeup and even wardrobe did such they were so committed to really letting me be pretty because that hasn't been an aspect of Jody Mills character before I've been you know doing my job or recovering from an appendectomy so they really spent time making sure that I was lit and that even though it was supposed to look like I wasn't wearing a lot of makeup that you know everything was kind of creamy and glowy and pretty and um so that was me being well supported by an incredibly talented group of people so i thank you for that you could just see the feelings and everything for bobby just coming through there it was it was just a really really great scene 
Thank yep. you so Definitely. much. That was well, and that's what I was. Ta- those are the kind of things. That's what I was talking about. Is that your body doesn't really know that's fake. So you really, in that moment, if I had been just faking it and not willing to really go for the moment of emotional vulnerability. Well, you might not have been able to see it because the editors are really good and they would have cut around it and they would have come up with something else that told the story. But as it was, saying, I'm going to take this moment and I know what it means to this character, to these two characters, and I want to honor that by committing to it. Um, so it's nice to know that, it that you know, somebody besides just me appreciated it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was great. I remember looking at the scene and thinking, and I don't need any words here because I can see it all in Jody's eyes and face for, for Bobby. You know, oh. I'm hopeful and I'm here. and, and uh, it, But it's about, you know, just for a minute, you know, it's about you, Bobby. I'm, I'm here, ready. Take, take that yeah. step. Yeah, I know you're scared. Well, take that step. I thought it was lovely. I thought it all it was all in your face and your eyes. I like that. The other you know, this is this is another thing that makes Supernatural so unique um, as a show and as, you know, my experience as an actor on it. The way they take such tender care, they being the editors and the producers, and they take really tender care of the characters because, you know, Jody has that moment where she's like, all right, I'm here. I know you want to kiss me. I know you know I really want to kiss you. And Bobby chooses not to. And that could break a woman's heart. Now, I chose that Jody's old enough, she's been around, she clearly knows Bobby, and her attitude was like, oh, really, you chickened out? Fine, there will be a next time. I'll get you. You ain't, you ain't done with me yet. But they didn't have to show that. The editors could have cut to Bobby and then been done with it. They could have cut it. They could have made that a really kind of, oh, sad moment. But instead, they chose to include my choice as an actor, which was that kind of grin at the end of, all right, I'll see ya. I'm I'm leaving with some head that may not be the head I planned on, but I'm leaving with a head, and uh, you will see me again. So um so I that's a you know shout out to to them for taking you know my choice and saying yeah I think that's a good choice we'll keep it we'll show it because they don't you know that wasn't in the script it wasn't like oh and she <laughs> smiles knowing da 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 it just was that was it she leaves so it was it was perfect it was absolutely perfect. Thank you. Well, mm-hmm. I just, I'm, I'm again, I'm grateful. I'm very, very grateful that I get to play up there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, tell me, so what else? What, what? Uh, like I said, I was pretty sure half of the questions were about, you know, what was it like kissing Bobby? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were, they were. Not, not going to lie, they were. Um, <laughs> and, and, of course, um, everybody always wants to know what it's like to work with Jared and Jensen. Oh, well, and I'm sure everybody probably says the same thing. Now, I haven't – the only time I actually worked with them was my very first episode. And um, I've I've told this story before, and I will tell it 
till I'm blue in the face, I'm sure. Um, the first scene I had with them was a funeral pyre, and it was outside, and it was in the snow, and um, a really heavy scene for me. But since it was outside in the snow, they were throwing the football around, and they're playing, and it's a bonfire. I mean, come on, that's just a festive atmosphere in general. And they were, you know, being boys. And so I really kind of at that point, because I didn't know anything about them personally, I died a little inside because I was like, oh, God, I'm going to have to act like everybody I know is burning in front of me and they're going to be dicking around with a football. All right, here goes. And ten minutes before we started to shoot, um, they put down the football. They both came over. And Jared goes, okay, what do you need? Do you want to run it? And I, hmm. I, I literally, like, looked behind me, like, who, who, wh- what? Wait, you, he said, what do, you, what do you need? And they were, the, I mean, complete emotional commitment in the in my performance. Like, stars don't even have to be there during the guest star coverage. And they were there. They were fully committed. They were present. They were so generous that I just was like, okay, that's, you got me. From here on out, you can do no wrong. Um, because... They just, again, they didn't have to. You don't have to. It's their show. They call the shots. And quite frankly, there's nothing wrong with playing around with a football. That's kind of what you would be doing. It's a great opportunity to play. But they just dropped everything and kind of came and asked about what I needed because they knew it was a scene, tough scene for me. Yeah. Um, Yeah, really, I mean... Really exceptionally sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everyone, you know, we've had lots of guests, and every single one always is just very complimentary of Jensen and Jerry and the entire crew and, and cast of Supernatural. It's lovely to hear. It is, un- and it's not common. I will tell you, it's, I think, um, I did a I did another show I did a guest star on a show recently that was um that's a, it's a new show and was in danger of being canceled and indeed it did get canceled and it was an average set like you know there's people friendly fine everything's okay da 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 it wasn't like it was a cl- but it felt so cold compared to the supernatural set you know, like just moments where I was kind of like, "Wait, what? What was your name again?" You know, because it wasn't just automatic that people introduced themselves, <laughs> and it, it, you know, the the kind of like, "Oh, I'm just da 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 da," and then they'd be like, "Oh, but is that okay with you?" Yes, considering the one I'm the one that has to do it. Sure, um, it's but that's how most sets run. It's a job. But a lot of sets feel like a job, and Supernatural feels like a celebration. It just, it really does. Mm. I, that's such a, like, kind of corny word. I was going to say party, but it doesn't feel like a party, because there's a gravity to what they're doing. They know, you know, it might be fun and silly in some ways, but they ha- they really respect the fact that people love it and take it very seriously and so they do too they just have a lot of fun while they're taking it seriously we call it the supernatural family it is all those connotations 
It is. You know, my, for my manager is ecstatic every time I get to go out there. Um, not because, you know, I walk away with a big paycheck, because after Canada takes their money back from me, I don't. But it's because he has said the fan base on Supernatural, like every other television show there is, is trying to duplicate the relationship and the commitment that Supernatural has with its fans. Um, And I don't think it can be duplicated. I think that it's a really magical combination of material personalities and the people who like those. Yeah, and it's definitely a give and take because, you know, we give to them and they give back to us. It just goes round and round and round. We, yeah. We're, we're, we're fans of theirs, but they're totally worthwhile to be fans for. Yeah, yeah, it's not It's not this weird sort of, oh, the you know, hoi polloi. And I, I, um, I learned this, again, at the... the um, the the one convention I did, I didn't know what to expect. First of all, I was like, uh, I've only done two shows. You know who I am, right? Because I don't think anybody wants to meet me. Why on earth would anybody want to meet me? <laughs> I've only done oh. two episodes. But um, surprise, yeah. Oh hi. But uh, but um, Richard Spate and uh, Gabe Tigerman both were so like. Here's here's what you think, and here's how it's going to go down. It is a complete. It is a family, and you are because I was terrified. Um, there's this karaoke party, and I oh, actually, yeah. yeah, I have. I didn't know it was not optional. I thought, oh yay, then they can go on it. And then I found out I was expected to be on stage hosting it for at least half an hour, and I begin to shake and sob. Um, I am so phobic about singing in front of people that in grad school when I had to do it, I vomited. I am terrified. And they just were like, no, you don't understand. This is a family, and they're going to take care of you. Just don't take it. Mm -hmm. And by the time I was done, I'll be damned, between those boys and the fans, I'm like, I'm ready. I'm ready to do karaoke again. I am there anytime you want me. Uh-huh. Which is a it's, huge it's... deal for me because I seriously, like, I had to take a Xanax when I would just record things for Disney. Um, <laughs> so it was, I didn't really, I'm not advocating drug use and I didn't really take drugs, but um, probably <laughs> should have. <sighs> <clears throat> So it is. It's a it's a family, and I've already felt the effects of that. Um, that kind of, I'm I'm humbled. I'm so grateful for the support and that acceptance. Because again, I was like, I'm just I'm just some chick that's been on it a few times. Why would? And I don't think. I don't think Supernatural fans are dumb. I don't think that I could just waltz in and be like, hello, I want Supernatural now, and love me, and get me stuff, and um, and tell me I'm pretty, and you'll like me now. Go. I don't think that the fans would go for that. So I no. feel... Yeah, I feel, I feel like I earned something in earning their support. <clears throat> and once you're in, you're in. You know, you're part of the Supernatural family for good now. Oh, that's... So. I'm... 
just again so 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 grateful. Um, I'm I'm looking at a list of episode titles, and your episode is seven twelve, and it says here unless it changes, the title is time after time after time. Yes, I have no clue about anything else about it, but it sounds like a time travel. Yeah, it right thing. Again, I, they haven't sent me a script. I don't know diddly. Um, I, and again, what, what, what? Yeah, how cool! Um, maybe I'll get mm. to wear fun clothes. I did. I'm trying to remember. Who? What? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I, I was going to say I did. Just remember, there's, I did actually see another tiny bit of a spoiler out there. I mean, sometimes well, I'm never sure if we're, we should mention stuff. We don't want to upset anybody. It's, it's oh yeah, natural, yeah, yeah. You know, or oh, anything, yeah. anything like that. I mean, it's 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 something that's a little bit out there. Um, Becky, you probably know what I'm talking about. Was that in a general enough place that we can mention it without? Okay. <laughs> Becky, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, okay. Oh. Hi. <laughs> yes, we're we're trying to we're trying to figure decipher what I could possibly be doing in seven twelve, um, with a title like time after time after time. Um, yeah, that is an interesting title, and it also reminds me of Groundhog Day. Thought we've already had that kind of episode with Misty Spot. In season three. <laughs> mm-hmm. hmm. so well, I'll be like honest Brown with you. I would love, just for my own personal reasons, to go back and work with Mary Winchester because Sam Smith is actually a really good friend of mine, and I would like to be on set with her. <laughs> I think really those cool. women, yeah, those women would blow some stuff up. Well, I would love to see Sheriff Jody Mills and Mary Winchester. That would be an excellent season. That would yeah. There would there would be there would be <laughs> somebody would somebody would leave with a bruise. Not us, but uh somebody else would yeah. There would be there would be some, some names taken. And there would be some ass kicked. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there we go. I can be the boy's new mother figure. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I wish I I do. I kind of was hoping that they would send me a script so that I could at least, you know, give a vague hint. But they're really good about that, and I would never do anything to jeopardize them liking me. No. Mm-mm. You know, the last thing I want in the world is my very first conversation with Sarah to be, Kim. Um, we've seen what you've put on Twitter, and we're very unhappy. Oh, I'm so good. Oh, jeez, oh man. <laughs> No. <laughs> um, someone over in our chat room mentioned uh, maybe it could be like going to prom in the 80s. Just time after time after time. It's kind of like it's going to be the first song, time after time. So maybe you're going to go to, go back to time, go back in time and go to prom in the 80s. Oh! <laughs> oh, that would be... Who was it? No, actually, 80s... Was it 80s when Cindy Lauper did Time After Time? I think it was. Yeah! I don't... It was, I was in college. 
time after the 80s. That I would love to see Sam and Dean with 80s hair. Because you know Sam had a mullet. Come on. He had to have had a mullet. That would be funny. That would be very funny. Yeah, again, I, I mean... Why would they have to? Well, I mean, it's got to, I can't imagine that the Leviathans are dealt with yet. I mean, because clearly, what was it? Last night was 7.06, right? So 7.10 is going to be the mid-season cliffhanger. So 11.12, yeah, I can't imagine that the Leviathans are dealt with yet. So maybe they're going back in time to, because... The past has it? I don't know. I don't know. The writers are smarter than I am, like I said. Has there there been any um, parts of any of your episodes that um, are, like, gag-reel-worthy? Well, I think think the numerous takes between uh, Jim and I kissing may end up there. But, again, gag-reel tends to be just uh, Jensen and Jared. So I think uh, let's see here, or you know the big boys, the big boys, the the the, the other ones, um, and I don't. As much as I love watching them, I don't have the chutzpah required to actually create or throw anything like that on set. Um, primarily because I don't want to open myself up as a target either. Like if I screwed with one of them, no matter how funny it was, it would mean open season on me. And I don't think I can. I don't think I can keep up with them. Um, so mostly, anything that ends up on the gag reel is just me genuinely screwing up and not remembering what it is I'm supposed to say, or you know, walking out of frame when I'm supposed to stand there. Uh, yeah, if they do, if they do a montage of the number of times that Jim and I kissed, that that would be worthy. Because yeah, we did. We sank out of frame. We mauled each other. We just, there was one that we just didn't cut. We just wouldn't stop. We're like cut, cut, stop. Turn off the camera. <laughs> now, on a completely different subject, I was a huge fan of Another World. Oh, you you were married to Glenn Harrison on Another World. Yeah. What was it like working on Another World? I love Mark. Now Mark was actually a really great example um, because I was hired on Another World, and they promptly switched producers, and I was going to be fired. Um, and I'd come out of stage, which stage you have a four to six week to these days rehearsal process so you can take a baby step and then check in with the director and be like okay. so for someone like me that came that mistakes at that point in my life were things I really be I didn't never gave myself permission to fail um so as a result I didn't make very extreme choices because if they were wrong they would be really 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 wrong but I was brought on another world and then was going to be off another world. And I finally went, well, all right, if I'm going down, I am going down in flames. And I started making really, since I was playing kind of a psycho anyway, 
I started making really extreme, bizarre, drastic, consistent with the script, but just going for it. And they kept me. And then they kept me a little longer. And then I started working with Mark, who played the bad guy. And he hadn't, it was another case of he hadn't been, you know, for a soap opera, for anybody to not be in a relationship for three months means, oh, my God, forever. But he said, I think we work really well together, and we should play a relationship that isn't necessarily there. Because if you play what you want, create stuff that isn't on the page, and then the writers will either be like, yeah, okay, we see what you're doing, we'll go along with it, or they'll completely annihilate you. But in this case, the writers were like, yeah, it's a weird combination, but we like it. So I you know, was supposed to show up for 13 weeks and then go away, and I was there for three years. And the only reason I left is because they canceled the show. Oh, and I was heartbroken when it was canceled, too. Oh, a lot of people were. I mean, now, of course, the writing was on the wall. They're all kind of going because it's just the medium kind of outlasted itself. Um. It just it just wasn't, you know, people can kind of watch. Although I don't understand. It's like, well, if you can watch, if people can DVR stuff, maybe they'd be recording it. But uh, the the sponsors just weren't making any money. Like, we got, we got canceled because NBC, we were NBC, weren't we? Yes. Um, because they wanted to own their own soaps. And Procter & Gamble owned us. So they just kind of phased us out and let us go so that they could, own their own thing, which at that time was Sunset Beach and Days of Our Lives. Remember Sunset Beach? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was a little supernatural, wasn't it? (laughs) There was a time there for a little while when all the soap operas were bringing in the monsters and stuff like that. Um, I'll get the name of it. The General Hospital spinoff. They brought in vampires. and. Oh, yes. Yeah, there was an entire soap opera. What was it? Dark Knights, Dark something. There was an entire soap opera that was vampires. Court Charles. Oh, well, yeah, that was the... Was the General yeah. Hospital version. That one's still Are going, you of Dark Shadows? Dark Shadows? Yeah, there we go. There you go. Um, which I think is funny because now they're still making soap operas with vampires. They just put them on at night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's kind of... What was it... My husband made some comment about Beverly Hills 90210 with fangs. Like, oh, there you go. But, uh, yeah, that was fun. That was my first. Those were, that was a great learning curve on Another World. That was great. I heartily recommend, you know, to actors, go do some soaps. They say if you can do Shakespeare, you can do anything. I completely disagree. If you can do soaps, you can do anything. Because they are shooting an hour show a day. That's amazing. It's a, a lot, lot of, work. of work. So, uh, and, yeah. And I don't know if I'm if I just come up with this in my head or if it actually happened, but I when I think of your character on Another World, I think of you in this I pink outfit with like spiky hair. I don't know. It was like a bright pink gown. Spiky hair. hair. I didn't have spiky hair until I got to. Uh, until I got to the Disney Channel. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, the, the I'm trying to remember. 
what did I do? I mean, because I was, I was a pyromaniac. I was a cat burglar. I was a trauma nurse. I was a voodoo priestess. I, I mean, I kind of, there very well may have been some situation where I had spiky hair because, boy, they had me doing it. I mean, they must have, at one point, we had a cat burglar scenario, and we were two weeks into it before I found out it was me. <laughs> like, well, awesome. I'm so multi-talented. I'm a genius. Um. So, uh, so I very well may have at one point had very, very spiky hair. I just don't and, remember it. And then someone else on Twitter, Carly Victoria, she wants to know if you still keep in contact with Dylan and Cole from Jackson My boys, Dylan and Cole are at NYU now. Um, we Facebook. <laughs> we're, we're Facebook friends. Uh, so we we are in somewhat of contact, but it's more because they're 19-year-old boys. They're not going to stop and talk to a – you know, they probably – aren't going to spend that much time with real mother figures, much less pretend mother figures. So uh, I don't – who from the show am I even really still in contact with besides – for a while, Brenda and I kept in contact, but she has a lot going on in her life. Um, I'd say Dylan and Cole are probably the ones that I talk to the most, but even then it's just like sending each other ridiculous videos and making sure that they're not – you know, I was like, are, you're not down on Wall Street sleeping on the cement, are you? Because if you are, you better bring sweaters. Okay. There, I've done my job. <laughs> but uh, but they were, they're, wow, good, good, good kids. I could not have asked for better sons. Truly love them. <laughs> yeah. We we also had several people just tweet us to tell telling us that we they wanted us to let you know how much they love your character, how much they love you, and they're saying that, you know saying to make sure we we love you, Kim, and we want the supernatural family to keep you, and we want you to be a recurring character. <laughs> and so everybody loves you, and everybody loves Jody. Well, I thank you, and it's ridiculously mutual. I always think that that's, you know, you see people say, oh, thanks, I love you, when they're on stage. It's like, what is it, that uh, that that Fleetwood Mac thing, players only love you when they're playing. And that's not true. I have such a biting and deep and genuine affection for the fans of Supernatural because I really think it's, you know, I don't think I would have come back if it weren't for the response. Um, the writers pay attention to things like that. The producers pay attention to things like that. And I'm grateful to be there um, because of the Supernatural fans. And I'm grateful to have such a smart, funny group of people to be creating with. I mean, honestly, the fans are creating it right along with us. So um, so the love is mutual. Mm. Thank you. I hope you come to more conventions. I was just at the Chicago one, so there is another one next year in October. I hope you go earlier, but I I hope you come back to Chicago selfishly well, or come to Chicago. Cause it's an, the conventions are an interesting setup. I don't really know how they work. Um, I, I was invited to the New Jersey one, but there's just one specific company who does the conventions, 
and my manager and agent can't get them to return their calls. So either they really, really, really hate me, which I'm like, what happened? They, they won't call me back. Or they have a grander scheme that I am not necessarily a part of right now, and it will all be okay. But, uh, yeah, I would love to go to more conventions, but um, but that isn't up to me. So, uh, so I just make myself available, and if it turns out they need me when I can do it, that's awesome. Um, but as of right now, I'm not scheduled to do anything with them again. Well, we can we can start tweeting them and having everybody tweet. Yeah, let them know. Woohoo! Yeah, we'll tweet them and email them and everything and say, bring Kim to the convention. Yeah. Yeah. Bring Kim definitely. to a convention. She'll we want to see Kim. She'll she'll show us why we wish she was still afraid to sing in public. <laughs> but it was fun. It was a lot. I mean, I was just there on the first day, which I understand. And I've never been to a convention with the boys, which I understand is a whole nother level of mayhem. Um, yeah, you know, that's one word for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're they're Vanity. they are loved. I think you were actually. Um, I forget which one. With one of the conventions I went to this year. Um, you were originally scheduled for it, and then they took you off the schedule. I think you got it. You were filming something at the time. Yes, I was shooting, uh, which comes out on the 8th of November, a movie called Beethoven's Christmas Adventure. And um, ultimately, when it came down to shooting a movie or spending a weekend at a convention, I had to pick shooting the movie because that one yes. paid my rent. Mm-hmm. Well, um, blame the idea. Yeah. <laughs> Always a good thing. Yeah. But um, so yeah, that that one I was I was up in Winnipeg in February. It was cold. Oh dear. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. Amazing. That was cold. Oh. Vancouver has nothing on Winnipeg for cold, pain, 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 cold. Did you get now, a chance to work with Robert Picardo? Yes. Yeah, he was he awesome? was in the movie. Um, he did Supernatural as well. Yes, <clears throat> Bob. I did an episode of Star Trek Voyager years and years and years and years ago. And that's when I first got to work with Bob. And then we did this movie together, which we didn't actually have a lot of scenes together, but it was pilot season, and we were both in Winnipeg, and he was getting pilot auditions that he had to tape on his phone and then send. So I would go and, you know, tape the pilot auditions for him, which was Amazing because I dote on the man. He's so sweet and funny and charming and good. Um, so I, I, that was that was just I was just all twittery and happy about that. He's a yeah. He's he's pretty special. Yeah. Well, besides the Beethoven movie and your next episode of Supernatural, do you have anything else that you're working on? Nope. Um. <laughs> I wish I could tell you otherwise, but nope. Um, it's, you know, bits and pieces, the life of an actor. Right now, since I do have quite a chunk of time, they can't tell me exactly when I'll be shooting. So I've got a pretty solid chunk of time that I'm unavailable. So they can't send me out for other things because if I book it and then I need to be in Vancouver, I'm, you know, screwed. So... 
there is not pilot seasons coming up. Uh, you know, they start casting the pilots in January, January, February, and so fingers crossed because Mama needs a job. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm ready. I'm I'm ready. We've had uh, we've had some we've had some pretty terrifying experiences as a family here in Hollywood, and I would like to go back to the experiences of of complete abundance. I'm very lucky. Mm. I have a wonderful, wonderful life, and I have been very blessed and very taken care of. But uh, it's it's uh, it's definitely not the um, the life of wealth <laughs> one assumes when you see somebody on TV. Um, I know you have a little girl too. So what, what's it? You know, is it hard leaving her to go to Vancouver for you know to film? It is. It's it's quite hard. Um, it's difficult. It, it's actually harder now that she's a little older. When she was two, it was kind of like, okay, see you, Mommy. She didn't really have a concept. But this last time I was up there, we would Skype, and she'd say, okay, Mommy, you come home now. You come home now? Um, although the, the, the converse is also very funny, because when she's mad at me, she's like, you go to Canada. <laughs> Like, oh, you should go to Canada. That's too cute. So yeah, that's my that's my kid. She's a yeah, and I actually think that I should I want to I don't want to beg out too much, but I should go start making sure that she's fed at some point this evening. My little right. mouse. So um so I thank you so much for this. Um, again, I got more out of it, I'm sure, than you did. And, uh, oh, I don't know. I'm just I'm so grateful. Thank you for asking me to come be a part of this. And I just, in general, I'm so grateful to be a part of Supernatural. Um, so anytime you need anything, let me know. Oh, thank you so much for being on the podcast. We really appreciate it. We had a great time today. Thank, thank, you. thank you so much. Thank and hopefully you. you'll come back. Uh, yeah, let's. Um, if there's, you know, I I will um I'll I'll tweet you. Although I think J O D I is probably safe if my husband says it because he's not the kind of person to. He's usually right about everything, um, and in a good way. Like it was a big step in my life when I could admit that it didn't bother me that he was usually right and I was usually wrong. But uh, so it's probably J O D I. But as soon as I have another script. And know when that one's going to be airing. We'll talk about that. I'll see if there's any fun things that we can we can slip around. Cool. Thank you. Thank Very you good. so much. You, you're just awesome. You're awesome. Well, I yep. thank you. And you, I mean, again, thank you so much for listening to me babble. <laughs> you made it very easy, and I really I appreciate the support and uh, and getting to and getting welcomed into the family like this. Absolutely. Because you're, you're Thank you. <laughs> Yay! Well, have a lovely, lovely evening, and um, I'll be talking to you on the on the on the Twitter stuff. Okay. <laughs> Thank you so Thank much. You. Thank you. Have a good night. You too. Thank you. You too. Bye bye. Well, good luck. Bye. She is oh, awesome. Isn't she the best? Oh, my gosh, she's so great. She's, like, she's just so comfortable to talk to. Yeah, it's like you've known her for forever. 
Yeah. Yeah. She's just like your your dear neighbor or dear friend and everything. Um, you want to? We've got about half hour. You want to talk some about the episode a little bit? Sure. I okay. I think it I think it may be my favorite episode of the season so far. It was just so good. It was an amazing episode. I just just fantastic. I'm sorry if you hear noise. I I'm getting another glass of water. I'm sorry to cough and sound like this. Uh, it it was it was so wild seeing Christine at the beginning murdering people. You know, it was just you know, bad guys. It was just crazy. Mm. And two a, a, a totally different characters: Evil Sam and yeah. Evil Dean, and Jensen and Jared. Uh, the uh, same guys playing them, and completely different people. And I mean. Not only was it were they just scary and creepy, but there there were so many funny things in the episode too. Like mm-hmm. I mean, the air scene is seriously probably <laughs> the funniest scene the Nashville's ever had. It was so good. It was it was spectacular. And it but you know what and also very consistent um, and and uh, a continuity with Dean's character because he also knows Ario's speed wagon, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, was uh, singing along with that. And as much and as he, I loved and laughed and laughed and laughed at Dean singing along, the look of horror on Sam's face just about killed me. <laughs> <laughs> they were both. Perfect in that in that scene. They were just absolutely perfect. Yeah, I'm I'm very curious. Like like you said, was it an ad lib? Though um, Kim said, you know, you've got to have the rights, of course, to the music. So it must have been in there somehow. But I wonder how much of it was mm-hmm. in the script. Yeah. And but it also was just fantastic. I really really liked um, the diner scene. When they're talking about when Leviathan and Dean is talking about Dean, and Leviathan and Sam is talking about Sam, and when he's talk when they're talking about the food that they eat, and uh-huh. Leviathan and Sam says dead plants with green goo, it's like eating self righteousness. Yeah, <laughs> that line is just genius. <laughs> <laughs> it was the best, and then and then uh, it's like you know, well, do you want to trade and and Evil Dean says, no, I like this one's hair better. <laughs> yeah, the the writer for this episode is, is a man named Robbie, well, I believe it's a man, Robbie Thompson. And he's just terrific. And I I hope he writes again because he, he had all the characters just spot on and the dialogue and the rhythm and everything. He was just terrific. And he's written shows like... Uh, the Cape and Jericho and Human Target, and they're all sort of slightly similar-ish genre. But uh, yeah, he did a great job. And boy, uh, Supernatural! <laughs> if you're listening, and he's willing, and you're willing, and he'd be great to write again. <laughs> yeah, bring him back. <laughs> yeah, 
Definitely. Gosh, you just awesome. We got some classic stuff. It was like a classic supernatural episode. It had um it was exciting and action and drama and emotional stuff and humor. It just and it, it advanced the season or well, we don't know how long of the season. But it advanced a, a big part of the season plot with the Leviathan we met. Is Dick Roman the big Leviathan? Or is he still, he's, he's like another level up, but he's still not the top? I'm I'm thinking we're supposed to think he is the main guy. Whether For now, maybe. Whether or not he actually is, I don't know. But I, mm-hmm. think we're supposed to be, I think we're supposed to be thinking that he is. Well, he's he was great. I mean, he was nasty and and um, cold and just brutal. And he even put Crowley in his place. It was great to see Crowley too. There was another little bit in the episode. There were so many characters in this episode. There's so much stuff going on, but it didn't seem cluttered or too busy. It was it was perfect to have stuff to be going on in it. Yeah, it was so well balanced because you had Sam and Dean and Evil Sam and Evil Dean and uh, Bobby, Jody, uh, Dick Roman, Crowley, plus all the other characters. And it was great to see Michael Hogan, Frank Devereaux. Uh, It was great to see Michael Hogan, who played Colonel Ty on Wildstar Galactica, playing the sheriff. There is a lot of awesome people. Mm. Incredible. Oh, and, and uh, Frank Devereaux, um, that's Kevin Bacchanelli, yes. And Mr. Gibbs from the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, how cool. <laughs> and he was a great character. I hope we see him again because he was awesome. I forget where I saw it, but I was reading somewhere on the internet today where they said that character Frank Devereaux was basically if Ronald Resnick had lived to be an old uh, to get older, and I was like, oh yeah, that does fit him. That's perfect. Um, I'm sorry, but I missed a little part of that. I didn't quite hear. If um, the Frank Devereaux character would was kind of like what if Ronald Resnick, that character from Night Shifter. If um, his character had oh, lived yes. to get older, you could tell you've seen Ronald Resnick turning into a Frank Devereaux type character. Definitely, he actually made me think of the Lone Gunman from the X Files. Yes, the Lone Gunman. Yeah. I was thinking too. Yeah, <laughs> that type for sure. Conspiracy, you know. And I, I like <laughs> when he was asking Sam and Dean like like who was after them, and they said you know uh, you know national. NSA, the thieves, and he goes march of times. And he trashes Sam's laptop and Yeah, he was just wonderful. Really, really wonderful. And um Essie Hinton, the uh, you know, the awesome author who's a huge supernatural fan, um, and she's on Twitter, she actually uh was in the episode she had a cameo. She's one of the people in the diner. Um, mm. I, I thought that was really cool. She, if you follow her on Twitter, she tweeted, she tweeted some pictures from. Yeah, she's very cool and a, and a fantastic 
fantastic author. Had her first book published, I think. She published The Outsiders when she was about 17, I think. Yep. And yeah, incredible. I'm <laughs> a huge fan of hers for, for years, and I just think it's so cool that she's such a huge fan of Supernatural. I know. It is incredible. It's incredible. Yeah, Supernatural has some amazing fans. Um, so, what did you think of the very end, like the last scene? Now, um, now uh, Sam has found out that Dean killed Amy, and I thought that was really cool, the way they handled it. And if mm-hmm. Sam's got to be mad that um, the real Dean never, still wouldn't have told him, well, I think mm-hmm. Dean did. So he's even more angry about that. Right. And <laughs> at first I was like, I was like, no, I don't want them split up again. We got they're back together. I don't want them split up. So at first I was really worried about that. But then the previews for next week, they look fine. So mm-hmm. I'm questioning, so, you know, either they'll work it out or it, it'll be something that they know for the greater good, they got to put push it behind, you know, push it to the back, and worry about it later. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah. This is very. That was very strange to me because Sam's obviously very angry. He says to Dean, "You know, I, I, you know, I don't want to see you, and I don't want to talk to you. Just, I'm just going to go. You just go." And Dean, and, and it's interesting. Interesting way Dean reacted. He didn't get angry or anything. He just said, "Well, all right, Sam," and he turns around and, and goes, and there's obviously a big problem there. And then we see the preview, and they're like, fine, like, okay. Mm-hmm. Something very strange, or something has to happen between the end of uh, flash fiction and the beginning of The Mentalist, because that's just too weird. <laughs> hope they explain and, that. And I hope that if Sam, you know, first of all, you know, we know he's got all the mental problems still going on, you know, where he's got all that. Um, hallucinations and the craziness going on. So he's got that. And then on top of it, I wonder which one he's more upset about, the fact that Amy is dead and Dean killed her, or the fact that Dean didn't trust him enough to do Mm -hmm. what he asked him to do. (coughs) I think he's he's really angry that Dean just didn't tell him that he's been lying to him. I mean, he's He's angry about all of it, but I think that's the worst. And he's going to be angry that if it hadn't been for evil being, he still wouldn't know, or he wouldn't know till even later. But yeah. um, it was an interesting way to have it come out. And <laughs> I kept thinking in that last scene with the dialogue at the Chicago Convention, um, Jensen was talking about how they're – the episode, there was some dialogue. He said, "You get." He says, "You get a new writer. Maybe they don't always know Sam and Dean as well." And he said, "He said it was like um, maybe it was in uh, uh, his private Q and A, and it was a report I read. I'm sorry if I'm not crediting crediting it right, but I know it was a Chicago convention where he talked about it. He said the dialogue sounded like chick flick, <laughs> kind of, where you know I can't even look at you right now. So it had to be the last scene of." Flash fiction yeah, that he's talking about because like I can't, you know, kill you. And 
and he said they kind of sat down together and worked on it a little bit. And it sounds like they didn't change too many words, but they absolutely worked on the delivery of it, so it sounded more like Sam and Dean, kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and I have to say, the Leviathan that's been in, that was in the basement, and he's been in, what, this is his third episode, I really like that character and that actor. Mm. I mean, mm. in, in this episode, he he was he was he was hilarious. He had some really good lines, and he was cracking mm-hmm. me up. I really liked him. Me too. He was he was terrific. And we um, learned a bit about we learned a bit more about Bobby's backstory that we didn't know. Um, yeah, he he didn't graduate high school. And apparently he had problems with his dad and mm-hmm. his favorite singer is Joni Mitchell. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, I thought, you know, finding to me, finding out that Bobby hadn't graduated high school, to me that was huge because I always think of Bobby as the smart guy, you know, and just because mm-hmm. you didn't graduate high school doesn't mean you're not smart, you know. But um, to me, to me, that was just, I was like, whoa, I can't believe that. Yeah, but, you know, I mean, it doesn't mean anything. There are plenty of incredibly, you know, successful and intelligent people, right. you know, that that dropped out of high school. Bobby is obviously one of them. Um, I, I, don't, I think it's interesting, though, because Dean dropped out of high school. He eventually mm-hmm. got a GED. I wonder if mm-hmm. they've ever discussed it. Yeah, I wonder, too. Hmm. Very, very interesting. There was. Oh, and uh, did you did you the the FBI agents that were following Evil Sam, supposedly Evil Sam and Evil Dean around? Did you did you catch that they were Leviathans early on? Or no, I did not. Not until not until they, it actually happened. And. and was both were, were both of them Leviathans or just the blonde one? Both of them. Okay, yes, see. I'm pretty sure both of them. Okay, because see, I didn't even catch that. I thought it was just the one. So. Oh wait, well. Oh, you know what? Maybe it was just the one. Cause I, don't, I don't remember seeing the other one. I mean, the 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 young blonde one that came at the end, but we didn't see the other one. So maybe mm-hmm. it was just just him. I think maybe it was just him. But I um. When they first came up, I I just thought they were FBI. But once in a while, I thought, you know, this dialogue is a little odd. But whatever, maybe they're just quirky agents. And then, you know, they they also turn out to be Leviathans. So, yeah, that was was good. I absolutely hated that they killed, uh, I I can't think of him as anything other than Salt High, the sheriff (laughs) and his daughter. (laughs) I I, I am... I hated that because, you know, I like mm-hmm. they they were really good, especially Saul Ty, Sheriff Ty, I guess I'll call him. Um, you know, he was really mm-hmm. good with working with Dean and getting things worked out, and mm-hmm. you know, helping to cover up and all. Oh, just and then the medical examiner was also his daughter, and then they killed him. I was like, no. I know it reminded me a little bit of Justin Bellow and Hendrickson and, and yes. Nancy. You know, it's like they they could have made like a cool hunting team <laughs> eventually. Yeah. And 
<laughs> yeah, they were they were really cool. Um, yeah. But I guess if they if they died, then they're the last ones to know that the real Sam and Dean are really alive. So that protects Sam and Dean a little bit more. True. Mm. But I was bummed. And how cool were all the flashbacks to like the first season episodes? when they figured out they were going from town to town, the way the pilot and Indigo and... and I love seeing those. That was so cool. And I really liked that that was part of the story, that, you know, they were following along with the original episodes in order, Mm -hmm. even though they weren't... There was actually a couple between... They skipped, I think, Fan Traveler or something before Skin. Anyways, but I was like... I wish that would be something that could be like a longer part of the plot, the, the plot for the year, you know, going back to past stories. I thought that would be mm-hmm. cool. I, I was sad that it was just this one episode. Yeah. Oh, gosh, what else? What else? Um, I wonder if we're going to see Crowley go to Sam and Dean to work with them because obviously uh, he can't work. They're not interested and in, the Leviathans aren't interested in working with them. Seriously? <laughs> I mean, he, Crowley is the king of hell, which I, I would think would be very powerful, but the Leviathans are even more powerful than him. I mm. think that, that, you know, enough to where he's like kind of afraid of them. So that's, that's just weird. <laughs> It is, and he looked genuinely shocked <laughs> that they he didn't want to work with them, and they didn't think much of demons. And boy, they he really called them all sorts of terrible things. And I I wonder because the Leviathans seem very arrogant and overconfident and and prideful, and and you know pride goes before a fall. So maybe they'll be able to use that overconfidence. <laughs> Um, I'm bringing them down. It reminds me kind of also of the episode of Buffy when the prophecy had to do with no army could stop me. I I can't think of that. You know, he was like a super soldier sort of. And Buffy ends up taking him out with like a grenade launcher. (laughs) And because the, the prophecy had to do at that time the armies of that time did not have the same kind of weapons the armies of today have. So I wonder if a little bit of the same thing with the Leviathans, you know, it's like, but they seem to be adapting to technology really fast. (laughs) So, yeah. (laughs) At least we know, you know, they, you know, if you put borax on them and cut their heads, and then mm-hmm. their heads away from the bodies, they're ba- it's basically dead. They're basically dead. So, yeah, <laughs> it's kind of funny because you know, like Bobby has, well, I have to put this body in cement, and then they're they're dropping heads like in the water somewhere, and you know, so it's it's so crazy. <laughs> yeah. I hope it works. <laughs> I hope it works. And, and poor Sam and Dean, because, you know, they absorbed all of Cass's knowledge. And he knew everything about them, pretty much. Mm-hmm. So, thanks. 
Yikes. <clears throat> oh, and I have to say, there's so many good lines in the episode. I really liked um, lines, don't roofie me and call it romance. I thought that was a yes. perfect line. Yes. That was a great one. There were just a lot of really great lines in this episode. It was. And it's pretty amazing because of Robbie Thompson knowing the characters in the show that well. Mm-hmm. I, I don't see another writer <coughs> credited and I... I know someone with Supernatural, like Sarah or Ben or somebody, has to take a pass on the script to make sure there's no big mistakes in it or or whatever. It's consistent with everything. But it's pretty cool if he did most of that on on his own. Mm -hmm. And I'm really sorry if Robbie turns out to be a a woman. I apologize, Robbie Thompson. Very cool. And there was oh, there was a lot of Pulp Fiction references in the episode. Yes, with good reason. <laughs> the way yeah. Evil Sam and Evil Dean were on the criminal trail, there might be a tiny bit of natural-born killers, too. Yeah, yeah. With Nick and Mallory, yeah. And they mentioned Butch and Fun Dance, which mm-hmm. Sam and Eve have often been compared to. I know, how about the Dirty Dancing reference? <laughs> yes, I love that. As a big Dirty Please Dancing fan, <laughs> as a big Dirty Dancing fan, I really liked hearing Dean quoting the movie. Yep, Swayze always gets a pass. <laughs> yes, kind of like Bon Jovi rocks on occasion. <laughs> <laughs> and the, yeah, you know, oh, what yeah. happened to the other car? I'm sorry. Oh, the other Impala? Yeah. What happened to it? Yeah. Did I wonder get about the rims? I want, yeah. Did Dean get the rims? Those rims were pretty awesome. Mm. And oh, how hilarious was it being dry? I think it was a Chevette, the little car that they ended up in. Yeah, I asked my husband today when I was rewatching it, I was like, what kind of car is this? And he's like, oh, yep, that's Chevette. And the little the little toy pony, Pegasus pony, was that one of my little pony that made me think of Misha? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it also oh. kind of has a heat. It also kind of reminded me of the ducks, you know, that Cliff was having yep. everybody tuned in. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but overall, it was an excellent, excellent episode. It was. I loved it. It was really, really good. I did too. It was just fantastic, and it holds up on a rewatch. And, and like you said, there's like a million things going on in characters, but it's so balanced and everything that you just don't even notice that <laughs> it's that busy. Mhm. Now I wanted to, uh, you know want to mention a few things that um, we're doing with the website. Mm-hmm. Um, we have some auctions going on right now with all of the um, going to charity. We have um, Die B 
donated a Frontierland script that includes storyboards, the technical package, um, filming schedules. I mean, it's awesome. It's 88 pages full of awesome behind-the-scenes stuff, and he autographed it. And 100% of the proceeds for that are, go to the American Cancer Society. Um, we have this absolutely gorgeous drawing of Benson that was um, based off of a photo that I took at one of the conventions. And Kat Mallinson, I think I'm pronouncing her name right, um, she's an amazing artist. And she um, she drew it with graphite pencils and donated it um, to us. And um, we have arranged for Jensen will sign it for the winner. We will send it to the Supernatural Studios. Jensen will sign it, and then it will be mailed from there to the winner. And um, 100% of the proceeds from that go to help Lily Whittleput. She's a 10-month-old baby girl who was recently diagnosed with a very aggressive form of brain cancer. She just started her chemo this week. And 100% of the proceeds from that go to her. And then we have autographed photos of Julie McNiven, Matt Cohen. Um, those, um, 100% of those proceeds go to the American Cancer Society. And we have an autographed photo of Corn Nemec. 100% of that goes to St. Jude's. And then also a fan donated two gorgeous silk scarves. With the and she hand painted the anti possession symbols on them. The scarves are gorgeous, and mm. all of those are, all of those are on eBay right now. <laughs> you, can do, you can do a solo search on eBay for Daisy Angel. That's all one word, Daisy Angel, or you can just get the links from our website, WinchesterBros.com. Mm. And um, I should say, speaking of downloading things, that our podcast. Um, is available through iTunes. Uh, you can download us at blogtalkradio.com, um, search for Media Boulevard. You can always go to winchesterbros.com and link on the Winchester Radio icon. We are on Twitter and Facebook for uh, Winchester Bros. Um, you can always uh, um, get the podcast through that and any other news and links to the auctions and updates and uh, everything uh, we very appreciative of our listeners. We had a fantastic guest tonight. We had an amazing, amazing season of guests so far. I'm just, just so thrilled and grateful. My gosh, tonight Kim Rhodes was amazing. And, and next week um, for the episode, the Mentalist. For the first time, we're actually going to have uh, writers on the show. I'm really excited about that. Ben Acker and Ben Blacker will be on our podcast next week for the episode that they wrote, the Mentalist. I'm excited about that. That's quite something. That'll be very interesting. They're an interesting presence on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they they even have their own parody account. Some, some people out there are parodying them. I don't know who, who they are that's doing the Ben Blackerer and Ben Ackerer accounts. But they're funny. Whoever they are, they're really funny. <laughs> <laughs> and oh also the um fundraiser's still going on for St. Jude's. Um when Jared um Jared announced that he and Genevieve are having a baby and he tweeted that um instead of sending them gifts, um it'd be awesome if you know, if you wanted to um send them a gift instead, just donate to St. Jude's. 
um, Children's Research Hospital. So we have that link on our webpage over on the side. And so far, Supernatural fans have raised $12,171 for St. Jude's. I mean, Amazing. That's really spectacular. Yeah, it's spectacular, and Jared himself was um, just amazed and very touched by it. And he uh, and straight straight from his lips, uh, Jen is due in March, and they're having a ball. <laughs> so, if anybody awesome. was wondering, yep, yep. The, and <laughs> someone in in uh, the question line at the Chicago Con last week. Uh, very nicely mentioned it, the little congratulations she said on the little patamoose. <laughs> and he went, What? <laughs> patamoose. <laughs> yeah, it was it was very cute. And um um gosh, it was at the breakfast and this is how it came about that Jared was having a boy. It came out that Whenever it was Jed's turn, he was going to have to or was going to have to have a girl. Uh, I don't know. I'm really sorry. I'm missing details there, but it, but it was actually kind of kind of funny. Uh, Jed had said something about he's going to have the girl to teach the teach the boy how to hunt and take care of himself or something like that. It would be really tough. <laughs> I don't know. It was kind of cute, and that's when it came out really. But, Oh, and Jen are going to have a boy. Also, I know at the con, um, Jensen um, auctioned the jar of salt um, for mm-hmm. the Levi, the um, um, Down Syndrome Buddy Walks, um, in honor of his nephew Levi. And so we also have a link for that on our website if you want to go donate to help Team Levi with their Buddy Walk. Mm-hmm. So all kinds of great things going on right now. Yes, and supernatural fans are so so generous and kind and um it's pretty pretty amazing. And I think uh, both both boys and everyone there is just amazed and thrilled and, and touched and humbled by so much support um they're getting. There's- Supernatural fans, seriously, there's nobody <laughs> like us in the world. There really isn't. <laughs> nope, nope. <laughs> there definitely is not. <laughs> uh, I'm crew. proud to be. I'm proud to be a member of the Supernatural fandom. That's for sure. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And again, I'll just say for the record that any of these options, you know, the money goes directly to the charities. Um, you know, we don't touch it. It goes every every penny goes to American Cancer Society, St. Jude, Team Levi. Goes right to them. You know, we don't touch it. And we're also we're also paying the shipping on everything. That way, nobody has to pay for shipping. We ourselves are paying for shipping to help so so that all of the money goes to the charities. None of it goes to shipping. We are paying shipping. Yeah. That's a, that's a cool thing. Oh, and then, of course, if you donate to St. Jude's through First Giving and the link on the Winchester Bros site, you have the option of paying your credit card fees for that transaction, and that way they're not charged to St. Jude's. So 
and it's just a, it's a little percentage. Of course, it depends on your donation, but that's also a very nice thing that all of the money that you donate, the amount that you intend, will go directly to CQs, and they don't have to pay any kind of fee on it, which is very nice. And Jared and Genevieve, Jared and Genevieve, like you said, they do know of that fundraiser. Jared has even tweeted it a few times. Um, Clarity was able to speak with him about it at the convention, and he's so grateful for it. And mm-hmm. Jared and Genevieve do know about that fundraiser, and everybody who donates through um, through the link and um, leaves their name. They will all the names will be put onto a ginormous card <laughs> and when, when the baby is born and we'll be sending it to Jared and Genevieve with every single name of every donor on the card. Right. And the that fundraiser is going on until um the baby Patamoose is born, right? <laughs> yep, exactly. The little baby boy Patalecki is born. Yep, little baby boy Patalecki. Maybe they'll name it uh, Jensen or Kripke Padalecki. You can tell it's late. <laughs> um, okay. Have we covered everything? everything? I think we have. I can't think of anything else. Okay. If we can, we've got about three minutes left <laughs> for tonight. Um, thanks. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you to the amazing, wonderful... Uh, Kim Rhodes, we were so thrilled to have you on tonight and definitely looking forward to uh, having you visit us again on the podcast and tweeting and everything. And uh, it's just great. And thank you so much to everybody uh, with all the fundraisers and donations. Fantastic episode. Robbie Thompson, you're a great writer. Come back. Come back to Supernatural. (laughs) And as usual, everybody on Supernatural, entire cast and crew and uh, yeah, Russ Hamilton now on Twitter and Jim Michaels and Thurs Yeah. Thurs Medusier and, and uh, of course the, uh, everybody else that's on. Oh, has been and on for a while. There should be a new behind the scenes video out tomorrow from Divine the Series. Make sure to watch that. Yep, definitely. Divine the Series. Oh, tomorrow, oh, oh, oh. Tomorrow is the zombie flash mob. Um, that Divine the Series is doing all around the world. Um, so be watching for that. They'll be putting together videos and everything of their zombie flash mobs. That should be really interesting. So make sure you're Very following cool. Divine the Series on Twitter and their website, DivineTheSeries.com. We love Divine. Divine people rock. Yes, they do. Terrific. Got my Divine swag. I've got to take a picture and send it to them. <laughs> I, do, I love I the do. picture of your of of your little Lily. puppy in that hat. It is awesome, little baby Lily in her hat. She looks so divine. I, <laughs> so I, I, took your advice. I took your advice and you said to get my puppy to wear the to wear the hat. I, I do not take good pictures, so I took your advice and took the picture of my puppy Lily. <laughs> <laughs> She's so adorable. I wish you were in the picture too. You could have been holding me, but. <laughs> Much better without me in it. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> but but it was very adorable. And it's called something with mine. And we've got about a minute left, so I think we'll say uh, good night and thank you, and we'll see you all next week. More great guests. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Okay. Good night.